there are a couple of things that i would have liked to ask you sir because personally also being involved with the workplace ethics ethics around ai the legal issues around the ai uh, but uh, you know positive of time maybe uh, now coming to the last question uh, to you sir two parts it, it has one is uh, the military leadership what are the suggestions that you would like to give to the military leadership as far as application first of all r and d and then application of uh, ai is concerned two the impact of this on the foot soldiers the infantry the numbers what what are what are your views on this so you know if you analyze india's army budget military total military budget it's a very heavily skewed towards manpower uh, and and uh, the manpower budget includes uh, you know pensions for retired people and of course you have to look after people i fully agree with that i think uh, india should look after its military i am very pro military in every wherever i, I and i i'll tell you when i was in india for first 20 years i was not uh, fond of military because they didn't respect military in india i came to the united states and i started respecting military my attitude towards military changed because i saw how uh, for instance at itt from the chairman down they're all military people ex west point graduates and they i didn't know the, how smart they are they are the military training is very smart because they, you learn technology you learn how to articulate you learn management you learn operations you learn you learn how to run a big multinational because that the military in the us is a big giant multinational and so you learn all kind of things and they are very very intelligent and smart people and i saw i've changed my attitude towards military people and and I, ever since i started noticing that military people are very action oriented and they're very very good so uh, when i come to india i one of the things i promote advocate is that india should respect its military more india should have more military budget india should uh, understand that these guys are not just some soldiers standing in the out there and facing bullets and all that of course he's doing but these are also very smart people and they know they know what they're doing so india should uh, uh, india should look of course look after its manpower military manpower but the problem is that the huge amount of huge percent of the budget which goes to support the manpower leaves very little for r&d and new technology so uh, if you take out all the manpower then the next is supplies because after all not only you have to look after manpower you got to look after the supplies whether it is you know uniform whether it is uh, whatever ammunition what that supply is very important then procurement of new weapons is what i'm talking about then that procurement of new weapons only tiny percent of the total military budget in india is left to procure new weapons and then in that some of the weapons are conventional weapons you need to buy all these conventional weapons and then then the question is how much is left so what is left the military wants to buy imported stuff naturally they are right because the imported stuff will protect the country the indian drdo are not produced cutting edge weapons the the you know this arjun tank uh, 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 1 ma or something like that what the, the name for this new arjun tank they showed it in republic day i don't have the number correct the, the army is uh, buying you know 110 of them or whatever they're buying but they're buying thousands of russian tanks you can't blame them you know so they're buying the the lca the light uh, the stages they'll buy a certain number of squadrons of that but they want to really buy the rafael because that is what going to prevent protect them against foreign uh, you know countries so what has happened is india's lag behind r&d and therefore the weapons have to be bought so israel supplies the avionics you know it small country like israel supplies the avionics uh, you look at taiwan is the world number one in semiconductor taiwan small country 
you know so it's not like we couldn't have afforded it we needed brains we needed to make the right pets i remember when rajiv gandhi was prime minister he made a trip to us it was covered in one of the indian newspapers that he went to some place i think it i don't know where it was texas or wherever it was and somebody said that why doesn't india uh, invest in uh, semiconductor chips and he made a joke out of it saying i don't care whether it is potato chips or semiconductor chips i don't care the kind of a silly stupid thing because somebody said it will cost 10 million or 20 million dollars okay now 20 billion dollars would be just the entry price to get into that field today because the but we we could have invested in the early days and and like we invested in atomic energy we made the good bet in space because of satish dhawan's persistence and we made in the for the because of homi baba we made this bet in atomic energy thank god because suppose we had not done it but with all the stupidity and other decisions that uh, nehru made all of that at least in those two areas he listened to the smart guys he did not listen to his babus he listened to those scientists and they and therefore we are at least happy that in those two areas we got a good start now the same could have be happened with the uh, ai also but we did not make these bets in the long ago in decades ago in space and atomic energy we started those commissions we made those bets but in the last i would say 10 15 years when it's been this whole ai thing coming up india did not make the big bets what was india doing india was praising the besides these foreign digital devatas we also have the indian billionaire devta the indian billionaire who made his billions selling labor to labor to the americans he hired they hired a indian guy for 10000 dollars a year software guy and they sell him for 30000 40000 40, and they make ton of money and this is not because they are brilliant people but they are they know how to make get visas and they know how to do hr how to hire these people how to sell them so this business of buying the cheap uh, buying the top brilliant brains cheap and selling them for a higher price making money created billionaires it created you know all sorts of whether it is tcs whether it is uh, you know infosys or you know mahindra and all, all these uh, uh, labor arbitrage export software export tech export people that's what they did so india was busy doing that rather than innovating india did not take that money and reinvest it into r&d china right. took the money from cheap uh, factory labor they sold cheap factory labor to the americans so they would bring all their factories to china very smart right. of the chinese and and then it, whatever somebody built, put the manufacturing in china the chinese would quickly figure out the engineering and figure out how to make it copycat it on their own were, and beat the, beat the americans they were smart in that and 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 then they they, they took that profit and more than half of that profit they invested in futurist technologies they all the bets i told you they were funded all the big chinese technology bets were funded from the profits they made from the americans only so they they they, they took their profit from by selling cheap labor to the americans invested in futurist technologies stole a lot of our knowledge and information from the americans only to go ahead to beat them their own clients india didn't do smart things futuristic things with our with our early success we did have early success we were justified in calling ourselves software superpower but we did not know how to keep that lead we did not go up the value value added curve we just kept selling bodies even today when you ask niti ayog what is the ai strategy ask nascom what is the ai strategy ask fikki what is the ai strategy do you know what they tell you 
they tell you we are going to upskill our people and hire and rent them out to Microsoft and Google and to the Americans because we we will create uh, the largest supply of labor. So supplying labor is our strategy. Come on, and in my book I've criticized uh, uh, this guy Kotak. Uh, I've forgotten his first name. The head of Kotak. You know, I've named him and I've criticized him because I've quoted him saying that his dream his dream is that the youth of india uh, should not only be the urban youth working for microsoft but also the villagers should be working for microsoft and we should upskill the villagers so that we can work for microsoft now i call this the shudrafication of india it means you're turning them into labor class you're turning them into people rather than rather than being vishwa guru we becoming vishwa kuli because we are the whole strategy of the country is to uh, you know uh, train educate our youth so that they can get a foreign company as the employer this is a bad strategy i i, I i'm sorry this is a bad strategy you have to have innovation for india atmanirbhar should be also r and d atmanirbhar